Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday sermon was given by Associate Pastor Henry Coates. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 6, verses 46 through 49, in the New Testament section of our Red Bibles on page 61. Join me for a prayer for illumination. Father, open the word again to us. Very familiar words, but help us to see them and hear them anew, we pray. Amen. Luke 6, verse 46. Jesus said to his disciples, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who builds a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple of years ago, there was some flooding in the Baton Rouge area. There was a heavier than expected rain, and so the river swelled, and a wide swath of the northern part of Louisiana took on water. Flooding was seen in places that had never before been flooded. It was bad, with thousands and thousands of homes and businesses underwater that reached up to 20 feet in places. Because many of the areas that were flooded were not considered high flood risk areas, the majority of homeowners did not have flood insurance. Comparison was immediately made to another far more well-known disaster to have struck Louisiana, Hurricane Katrina. You might not know about this about me, but back in 2007 and 08, I worked for New Orleans area Habitat for Humanity, helping out with hurricane recovery and reconstruction after Katrina's waters had with their fury devastated entire communities. So when I saw what was going on in Baton Rouge back in August of 2016, my heart broke. I know what water can do. And I knew that if you didn't have flood insurance, you weren't going to get any outside professional agency to come in and gut out your houses. Can you imagine? Can you? No insurance, your house is literally underwater, and you have no idea what you're going to do and who is going to help you. That's fear. That's terror. That's what floods 
can do. When I lived in Louisiana back in uh, 07, 08, I developed a bit of a reputation as an expert house gutterer. When a house takes on any real water, you've got to gut out the entire house to the studs. Everything's got to go. So I saw that there was this need. I knew the skills I had. So I got on the phone with my friends still down in New Orleans and put together this motley crew of punk rock delivery drivers, drivers, Buddhist baristas, Roman Catholic IT guys, and Southern Baptist pastors, and I flew into town. We rented a car, we drove up to Baton Rouge, and we got to gutting. We got in contact with the family of this one woman in her 90s who lived in a Baton Rouge suburb whose house had taken on water that went well over the roof line. When we got to her neighborhood, hers was the only house that didn't look like the guts of the building had been thrown up on the front lawn because she had nobody to help her. She had lived in that house for over 40 years and everything had been underwater. It all had to go. Furniture, drywall, family mementos, carpets, photo books dating back to the 19th century. It all had to go. She had lost everything. Yet she was thankful to still be alive. As we were gutting her house, she was there watching. And I can't forget her strength her dignity, as the remains of all she owned was scattered out in her front lawn. I asked her how she got out, and she told me this. In the middle of the night, she got a knock on her door. It was one of her neighbors in a canoe. She didn't know that a foot of water was already on the ground. She had to go now, the guy in the canoe said, and so this woman in her 90s climbed right in and they scooted off. Who am I to argue with my rescuer? She said to me. I mean, he had the canoe right there. Good thing she did. Within 10 minutes, the water had risen to nine feet. Floods come at you quick. If she hadn't gotten out then and there, she probably would have drowned. And here we were, less than a week later, throwing away everything she ever owned. She said to me, no lie, she said this, she said, God's got me. I've been through worse. I'll survive this flood. God's got me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not entirely sure I would be able to say that if I were in a similar situation. Floods come quick. Life comes at you quick. Water Floods, they can wreck tremendous, tremendous destruction. So I ask you, what's a flood that you've been through in your life? It's a metaphor, right? It's okay if you're in the midst of a flood right now. That's okay. Maybe you feel your head is barely above water right now as I speak. That's all right. Acknowledge it. Maybe, feel, maybe you feel, oh, you know what, Pastor Andrew, I'm good. We're good. Maybe you feel that your foundation is secure, come what may. That's okay, too. 
But you'll never know until you've been hit by the waters. Because whether we like it or not, a hard rain is going to come. The question is, what are you going to do to prepare? Our passage today is about houses, rocks, and floods. It's about being present with Jesus, hearing his words, and acting on what you hear so that you're best prepared for when the waters rise. As Jesus speaks to us here, note that he's employing a simile. He offers us a portrait of someone who not only hears Jesus' words, but acts in accordance with them. If you act on what you hear from God's word, you will build a foundation that will not fall under stress. Your foundation will be embedded in an immovable rock. Jesus is directly challenging us with what he's saying here. He's asking us today, he's asking us, upon what do you build your life? And are you sure it will hold? He says that the one who builds upon the rock will not be shaken, but the one who lacks a firm foundation will ruin, will face ruin. Great, Jesus says, will be the ruin of that house. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about building a life with integrity. Integrity. Do you have it? It's a fair question, I think. When I was down in Louisiana, I saw houses wiped completely off their foundations, some utterly destroyed, some rather well intact, but simply washed three blocks down the road. Structural integrity is a real thing. So is personal integrity. Do your words match your actions? Do you confess Jesus with your lips and reflect him in how you fill your time and spend your money? I mean, ideally, we would say yes, but let's tell the truth here. We can all be a bunch of hypocrites. We are not perfect stewards of all that God has gifted us. We can be struggling disciples. and I know I can be. I'm preaching to the choir on this one. Not literally you guys, but uh, preaching to myself. People since at least the second century AD have noticed that Christians sometimes struggle to walk the walk expected of their talk. The author of the second century sermon, what we call Second Clement, realized this and he wrote, for when the heathens hear God's oracles on their lips, they marvel at their beauty and greatness. But afterwards, when they mark that our deeds are unworthy of the words we utter, they turn from this to scoffing and say that it is a myth and a delusion. I'm reminded of a quote from the writer Brennan Manning. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians, who acknowledge Jesus with their lips walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. It's okay if we confess that we're hypocrites. 
Paul tells us in Romans that all stumble and fall short of the glory of God. We do not do the thing we yearn to do, as Paul reminds us. We do the things we do not want to be doing. It is a daily struggle to overcome our broken selves, to come to terms with the ways our integrity fails. Jesus gets this. He does. He knows that we are not all expert contractors, that we might not know the first thing about how to build a house. He knows that we are going to stumble and fall, and yet he loves us still. I want you to remember this. God's power is at work even, or especially when the task seems impossible. When you are overwhelmed, when your integrity lies in pieces, when you recognize yourself cracked and about to break, remember that God is able to do far more than you could ever ask for or imagine. Without the rock upon which we build, we're doomed. God enables us to do what Jesus commands of us. We can, we can live lives of integrity come the floods. Through listening and internalizing Christ's invitation and commands to us, we will become a people building on a rock that shall not be moved. Our house is built on God's own love for us in Jesus. And this is the power of Christ in us. The rains fall down and the floods will rise up. But the rock shall not be moved. Now, we're all subject to trials in our work and with our families, our civic responsibilities, environmental choices, health and private spiritual struggles. Heck, you can say that living in 2019 America is trial in and of itself. Anyone who has been faced with rising waters, whether life-threatening or not, knows how hard it is to confront something as unmanageable as water that has breached its banks. You cannot scoop the water up. It keeps coming and coming and coming, and before you know it, you're in over your head. It's a metaphor, folks, you get it? Listening to Jesus as the guide as how we live our life, he who is the source of our strength, and he who is the measure for all the choices we, meet, we make, he builds our capacity to keep on keeping on when we daily face a world that not only opposes God, but sometimes seems strangely indifferent to even the idea of God himself. That's a flood we are all facing, if we are honest, for we live in a secular world. It's just the reality. It seems like the world around us doesn't need God, but we know, we see the truth that we need God and we need to build our firm foundation upon his rock. 
listening to God's word, grasping onto Christ, come what may, knowing that he holds on to us no matter how high the water might be, gives us power to stand firm and endure. Listening to Jesus, living in Jesus, doing as Jesus would have us do, this gives us privilege to say that no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck us from his hand. Till he returns or calls us home, here in the power of Christ, we will stand. So, so how do we go about securing a firm foundation upon the rock? With God's help, how do we make sure that we are building our hope, our lives, our dreams, our time, our money on the rock rather than the sand? Now we do this through study, through prayer, worship, accountability, through engaging in the community of faith. We do this by coming to church and getting involved in the church's mission in the world. One way that we as a church have identified to help strengthen the foundation of our lives and our communal church body is by developing a lay leadership training program. It's actually one of our church's big, uh, hairy, audacious goals that have emerged out of our strategic plan. We want to cultivate a culture and construct programmatic structures that support the spiritual development of the entire congregation and do it in a way that will build each of us up so that we can lead others in laying a firm foundation in Jesus Christ. For this church to continue to thrive in the years and decades to come, God is calling us to train up, raise up, equip, empower, leaders of all different types and skill sets, introverts, extroverts, it, it doesn't matter. God is calling us to help all find their foundation in Jesus Christ so that they will be able to face the floods and help others keep their heads above the waters. Like the woman whose house flooded in Baton Rouge said to me, God's got us. Won't you join us? Will you support us? Will you pray for us? Share your time with us? Be generous with your money to us? Will you stand up and be counted and say with us here at First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness? Will you be men and women of integrity who not only confess Christ with their lips, but live out his call to build their house upon the rock? Will you? This is my prayer. My prayer for you and the prayer for our church. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen.